Hey everyone, welcome to the Breakthrough Breakdown. In this podcast, we'll be breaking down the sermon from the previous week, diving into theological discussions, and even having some fun. Make sure to join us every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and download our Zion Lutheran Church app for more updates. And with that, we hope you enjoy the Breakthrough Breakdown. everybody welcome to the breakthrough breakdown we are here without pastor jason he took the week off i know we feel bad for him but it is summer and hard work is good but rest is holy so this is kate i'm john jennifer and here we go okay we are so blessed to have jennifer on the podcast all the time well not all the time a lot of times and even more so this week because she preached this weekend It was really good. I hope the weather's... We pre-record this, so I'm, like, praying for the weather to be good, but it looks like, what, like, high of 80? Like, just absolutely perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I checked, it was, like, 76. For those of you living in the future... You'll get to tell us whether or not it was yeah. <laughs> Please comment below. What was the temperature? Yeah, right. <laughs> I just love it. Okay, so to kick us off, I want to hear your guys' favorite thing about Church in the Park. Ooh. I'll go. I, um, I just love that Jesus, like even just the name of Jesus is spoken out loud. And it's almost like this beautiful covering for our city of... Of, and I even kind of mentioned it in my message a little bit. Like we are procl- proclaiming the name of Jesus. Like in the end, good work, like good works to our city is really important. But Jesus is what they need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I, I just think it's so cool. Yeah. A couple of years ago we had, uh, it was kind of in the middle of COVID and we did an outdoor sisterhood. We did a movie sisterhood. Yeah, and I that was, that. yeah. And that was something a lot of the women said that night was, God's word was like echoing through downtown. And I feel that way about church in the park. I can hear the worship music from Zion on fourth while they're rehearsing. It's like, wow, what a blessing. Now, some people may not feel like a blessing, but to me, I'm like, I think it's so cool that um, we get to bring that to our town. Mm-hmm. I think I do. I like it when that you just gave that disclosure. Like, no, some people might not see it as a blessing, yeah. but I definitely see it as a blessing. And I think that a lot of, a lot of amazing things and like the blessings that God give us, God gives us the best ones take some work. Like mm-hmm. kids, my son is an absolute blessing. He's a gift from God and I love him, but he's kids are hard like they're not easy and he's a middle schooler so it's like doubly doubly. so yeah like super hard and it's like the park is that kind of blessing where it's like wow what an incredible opportunity we have that we get to do this and we're like preaching the name of Jesus and it's echoing down the streets but also it takes a lot yeah it takes Mm -hmm. an army while Nehemiah is building the wall the army is guarding him and it like it does take a lot and it's easy to let Satan twist that and Absolutely. be like, it's not worth it right. or it's too much work or you get bitter or resentful. And I, I try to make sure that I stay like joyful about it all the time because especially this year, I'm doing some stuff with the you're kids. Doing, you're I'm doing, you're out some weird things. Of, yeah, I hope work. nobody from the city is actually listening right now. I do kind of hope they're listening, <laughs> but did you guys see the burn marks of the bubble left over from uh, a yes. week? Yeah. Okay, so I did the these like burn. big giant bubbles, which was so fun. Very distracting, a lot of mess, not going to do it all the time. Every once in a while, who knows when they're going to come back. But I got there at the park 7 a.m. to set up this last weekend, and there was these, like, giant, weird bullseyes in the grass that were kind of, like, dead. And there was just, like, the center circle and then this bullseye (laughs) of dead grass. And I was like, interesting. oh, that's exactly where I put the bucket of bubbles. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not not aliens, not bubbles. aliens. Those those bullseye crop circles <laughs> in the grass of City Park were left over from kids ministry. You are. I love it. I know yeah. a lot of people to affirm me. I know a lot of people who think that I have chips all over my face. <laughs> Sorry to those of you who can't see me. Um, uh, I've heard a lot of people who just are, are just like so grateful for that area, and I I think it's cool because families still get to be there, but like yeah. it's not a drop off and go so it's not that kind but it's also Mm -hmm. like but it's still a blessing and a help to those families yeah okay we'll be in the area our kids can be entertained slash distracted but i'm also with them like i I think it's just a great it's a happy medium it's a great way how to how to make kids men work in the park 
Um, I kind of wanted to make a sign or get a sign like unsupervised children will be candy and be given candy and <laughs> caffeine or like candy and weapons I've seen, but I was like, better not, better not. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely helpful because it's hard for kids to sit through an entire service, especially Certain if they don't kids, do that yeah, on, yeah. on a regular basis, they don't do that. So it's like, yeah, it, it helps to have that, that option for, for parents. And I think it's, it's a good distraction. It's a really good yeah. place for that to happen. Well, like that's how my brain works. I like to have things to like fidget mm -hmm. with while, while you're while listening. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. yep. And like, kids' brains yep. are doubly so like that. They yeah. don't have a frontal lobe, you guys. <laughs> and, and it helps them focus. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's so cool that I love having kids in service because I feel like you don't know what they're picking up. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But they're gonna they're picking something up. Yeah, I I totally agree. I love it. Uh, John, what's your favorite thing in the park? Well, I was gonna say from. I feel like I'm a little biased, but I really do like the when everything's set up from on stage for the worship team, having the the music come through for the first time and everyone getting set and ready, and then running through the songs before we have service is really really fun because it just carries you know uh, yeah. if you're on the stage sometimes when i'm on the stage just because of the way that it's built you i can't always hear everything because the acoustics are a little off but if i go out and stand in the the middle of city park while that's happening it's uh it's really powerful cool. and it's just there's so much space for it to travel you know yeah. everybody can hear it like you said jennifer uh you can hear it from pretty much anywhere in the city, which is great. And you don't go, it's, oh, I hear music. No, you can tell. It's worship. It's worship. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's a cool segue into our text that we are proclaiming, this is how I fight this yeah. whole series from the park, like going into, and we always used to say that, I feel like preparing as staff to go into the park season of like, okay, just like Easter at Christmas, prepare for spiritual battle. This is a big, loud yeah. ministry. Everybody like guard, guard your hearts, put the armor of God on. Yeah. We got spiritual prepare. battle coming, prepare. Yeah. And right. then for that to be our first series in the park, I think is just so like, like Satan's just like crying right now. Like he, it's so intentional. It's, it's like a battle tactic. It, and it's like, not even that we're on the defense. Yeah. It's like, no, we are it's on offensive. the offense. Yeah. Right yeah. I, I totally a hundred percent agree. And you go into the text of, or when we, do, we do, this is how we fight and it's spoken lies and spoken truth. And you chose now, were you given the Samuel text or did you choose or did you choose it? Uh, I was given it from the Lord. Amen. Like, I, I, I gotta tell you a really good cool, answer. Yeah. It was, yeah. It wasn't from anyone else, but it was very specific and it was interesting because I felt like the Lord said, go to Don doll go to Saul and David and look at how they talk and that was so I knew I was supposed to do it over words in particular yeah. right and so I'm like okay and then I still hadn't done it and I felt like then the next thing was for Samuel 18 which is guys that's rather specific but I'm reading I, I have no idea I, I don't have the context I have no idea what's happening in this place so I start at like verse 8 mm-hmm or I'm sorry, chapter eight. And I just am reading, 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 trying to step it all story, in. Yeah. yeah. And then I get to 18 and it gets heavy. I literally texted some people and was like, y'all, I was told for Samuel 18 and I'm telling you that is where I am supposed to be. My mind is blown right now. Hmm. And I think it's, I, I just think it's cool that God is like, here, I'll, I'll guide you. Just listen. Yeah. So that's cool. I love that. Um, we sort of set up the story of, you said Samuel 18, but you're like, I had to go back to chapter eight yeah. because we start with Saul and Samuel and Samuel, the prophet. And we talk about, um, you know, you, I love how in your message, you talked about how you'd think a prophet's job would be easy. <laughs> you guys, I literally laughed out loud because if you love the old Testament or any of the prophets, you realize those guys had it bad. It was <laughs> terrible. 
<laughs> to be a prophet, man. Like I would not wish that upon my yeah. worst enemy. Yeah. Well, it's like you get the situations like with uh, Jeremiah, who just constantly over and over again is like, "You got to turn back. Bad things are coming," and nobody pays yeah. any attention whatsoever. I, then wouldn't you know it? Bad things happen. It's like yeah. Uh, and how, how heartbreaking! I didn't even yeah. talk oh. about this in the in the message, but um, after Saul sins, there's a whole paragraph of text about Samuel mourning mm-hmm. Saul, and it's like, and I feel like I can so relate to that from a ministry perspective yeah. because I you feel like you are so often trying to lead people to still waters, lead them to Christ. Um, and not just like for salvation, but, you know, to continue to surrender and be obedient and they turn off. Yeah. And they turn off and you, you, you know, you see the handwriting on the wall and it's just so painful. So I can really empathize with Samuel in that moment of, and here's the other thing that I think is so interesting. When I feel like the Lord gives me something, it's usually weird. (laughs) And I'm like, do I have to say that to anybody? You know, like, is this really, and you know, that takes a lot of courage and faith on the part of the prophets yeah. to faithfully proclaim that even though their life is at, in danger yeah. and, you know, and it, people to, might hate to constantly and, say something that is probably like, hey, this is a hot topic issue. This is going to cause problems and cause conflict. They're not going to listen to me. It's falling on hard hearts and deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And I have to just keep doing it. Yeah over and over and over again like that would be so hard and we have samuel that anoints saul as king and now i like that you said that of like saul was tall and and saul was you know what you would think of would be a good leader especially biblical context right like what did it mean to be tall like who cares he was tall okay okay like, thanks, God. That's not important. For- <laughs> it said, like, four yeah. times. Yeah. So you're like, like I get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but what does it mean? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, you're, a- is that- I'm, you're asking. I'm, that I'm wasn't- leading you into okay. it. Tell me about it. Yeah. So um, tall is um, a characteristic of leadership. And so it's often that in, in ancient times, and actually, I don't even know how far back ancient, because I feel like some of the U.S. presidents even were yeah. very tall. And part of that stature communicated to people that there was a leadership qualities. Now, I don't believe that to be true. You can be a short person and be an excellent leader, but there was something that um, portrayed strength and, you know, like really good leadership capabilities. And so Saul, literally, it says he stood ahead above the rest of them. So imagine a crowd and you got one guy and it's like, well, he's going to be king. Like he just is literally, like literally picked out of a crowd. And so Mm. anyway. That's hilarious. And, you know, you think of, it made me think about, like, Napoleon Bonaparte, which literally has a complex named after him, Napoleon. Okay, this is the craziest thing. Did you know? But he was short, right? Okay, so Napoleon actually was not short. But what happened was that they, there was a literal, like, intentional propaganda campaign. (laughs) To shorten him. To shorten him to take away his qualities of leadership. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And there's a whole complex <laughs> of that's named of a psychological complex that is named the Napoleon complex of like short people sometimes are they it, this isn't an actually no longer APA accepted complex by the way but the the complex was that short people sometimes are controlling or um, like grabby at leadership and empires and conquests mm. beca- like Napoleon, Napoleon Bonaparte right. because they have something to prove they're overcompensating mm. and it's actually not true not accepted and napoleon wasn't short <laughs> isn't that crazy that's funny but it does kind of even connect to the message because part of this is like we have self-fulfilling prophecies oh, we yeah. have things about us that get spoken over us and then somehow that becomes true so napoleon if it's yeah. said about him that he's short even though that's not true for generations <laughs> now. generations and then people it becomes this you know self-fulfilling prophecy where oh, it's because like I'm well short. If, because i'm short then i'm not a good leader so therefore i need to overcompensate to be wow. a good leader it's like poor napoleon okay, that's Ish a lot he was kind of he had his own issues. Yeah, I'm not from, getting political from history. Napoleon right now. That right. could be a hot topic. Okay, so we're talking about Saul, and he gets anointed as king, and immediately he's met with criticism. Yeah. And everyone's like, that guy? Are you sure? Are yeah, we there's, sure? There's always the detractors in the crowd, like the... Yeah. Like, because he, he might have had the stature of leadership um, more so than uh, the average person, but it's, it's always like the... Are we sure we want that guy? Are we sure you yeah. want to 
pick him? Why him? What's going on? Well, you know, you know that you're never going to be everyone's cup of tea. Uh-huh. Like there's right. always right. Be someone, but like immediately my heart broke for Saul yeah. as a person in ministry where I know people have, uh, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You're not going to be everyone's favorite. The way you do things, the way you lead, the way you, you know, carry yourself isn't always going to be the way that someone else would or wants. I was thinking about this too. Um, You know, this all started because God's people, the Israelites wanted an earthly king. Yeah. So they are demanding this of God. Yeah. Part of what Samuel was tasked with doing is telling them how, how terrible it's going to be when you have a king and what the king could do. I mean, even things like he could make you your his slave. Like, I mean, he could take your wives and your children. Like Mm -hmm. he can take your property and your land. And so he's listing off all these rights of a king Yet God's people demanded it. Yeah. And yet they still rejected the one who was anointed and put it up, put yeah. over him. And I think Man. like we want gosh, a king. We want a king. We want a king. Oh, not, <laughs> not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Different king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that speaks to humanity. Totally. We do not know totally. what's best for us. You guys, we are not the good guy in this story. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. If you read the Bible, I promise oh, humanity is not the good guy. And so then we see that, you know, we were talking about that. of like, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Right. But some people that do approve and the good things that they do say, oh man, that feels good. I like that you said that of like, we start on, on a choice of people that like you or don't like you, you're going to choose people that like you. Yeah. We like to be liked. And then it starts to like fuel you. And I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but one of the um, like words that I hate using for it, but it, it's so apt is an arousal in your brain mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. Oh, the, the chemical reaction, yeah, yeah, the chemical react reaction yeah. of arousal in your brain of like I like that, and then well, it's a pleasure point, right? It's a pleasure point, yes. Yeah. And I know yeah. it sounds, it's like, oh, I hate that language, but it's real. <laughs> like that instant, like that gratification you get of oh, people like me, I'm doing something right, or it's affirming of me. It's so right. self filling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of being filled with God. God. Or, ref- or reflected or back to his yes. glory. Right. But it's all me, my glory, spinning around. And I think when good. people like us, when people love us and then people hate us, yeah. because there's such a stark like difference in yeah. between the two, it just makes the hatred all that more difficult. Yeah. Like if someone doesn't like me, um, it, but it's just like, eh, they just, I'm just not their cup of tea. Like, meh, you know, I'm, I'm meh to them. Yeah. Well, in those moments, I feel like I can receive God's words over me and God's love over me, but it's much more difficult when they hate me. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. their, what is their basis of hatred? Did, did I really yeah. do something? I mean, here, look at all these other people. They, they seem to like me. Like, why is it that this one, and it's almost like you fixate on the hatred and you yeah. fixate on that one person instead of the people who do love you or God's truth or God's love for you. And so I think that yeah. And I, even Saul has yeah. an obsessive personality. And oh, I think yeah. this is part of what happens there is that you, and but really it's no different than any of us. What do yeah. you remember? The the one good thing that someone said about you or the one bad thing someone said yeah. about What's you? What's the statistic mm-hmm. of how I think many? It's ten, well, I, I, it ten I always one? say in 10, I always, I've heard that it's 10 positive to overcome one negative, yes, but right. I actually think it's higher. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. say like 20, like 25, least. like so many. It's interesting. At least, if not yeah. more. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember taking some writing classes where we would write, you know, a short story or whatever and submit it. And we would go around the room and have everybody, you know, talk about what, what they liked or what worked or what didn't work. And the person giving, like if it was me giving my short story to somebody to read it and go over it and discuss it, the rule was you weren't allowed to speak. So everybody else was giving their opinions, good or bad. And you can't go like somebody goes, I don't really like this character here. It doesn't really make sense why they do this. And I'm sitting there in my seat going, well, I wanted him to do this because I wanted this. And I wanted, you know, and you're like, you try to build up a defense for it in your head. And I'm like, that's kind of the reaction that some people have to negative criticism or or criticism in general yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. of like were they valid to be like hey are you sure this guy like who is this what is he doing like what's he known for 
and I think that it's a part of like leadership now, not being raised in the church and being someone that felt like I had a past to overcome, mm -hmm. right? Of sins done to me or from me. And, you know, being like, being able to take that and run with it and say, I am different. Like, yeah, sure. Let's look at my past and see how God redeemed that because that yeah. just brings more glory to God. Right. Instead of being like the cockroach, when you turn the light on, you run out your darkness. Yeah. yeah, you scatter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, let's, when you bring it into the light and you confess that stuff, it's, it's redemptive. But, you know, we see Saul where he falls into this people pleasing and probably totally subconsciously, not even realizing yeah. it. You know, yeah. unless Samuel's like, hey, you know, when do we see that in the story when Samuel's like, you're going to be dethroned? Yeah, I feel like that's, um, I'm not going to get the right chapter, but it's like chapter 15 or 16. So it's, 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 bef it's yeah. before we get into like our he knows main this text. Is coming. He has been told that he is not going to be king and that one who is better than him is coming. And so he, it, it feeds that. It's like, it's just that seed that gets planted yeah. in the back and, and what's, what's difficult and where I struggle with analogies is like, that was still a prophet of God. So that was a true statement. Yes. Right. Um, but I feel like, again, all Satan has to do is just get it one degree off, just one twist off. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the one who is better than you, that phrase, oh man, I feel like that could have been something that he looked at every, every time something came up. Yeah. You know, he's just reminded of that. There's someone, someone better than me is going to be king. Someone better than me is going to be king. Someone right. better. And, the, and, and like, then it's terrible. If you are in a position of leadership and you're being healthy and you're being told that like, hey, if I was told and I'm being healthy, someone better than you is going to be handed mm -hmm. children's Men. ministry yeah. and you're done. I'd be like, praise, praise God. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Please. I hope someone better than me takes this and does so much more. Like, or when people, I always told Bianca, you know, our intern from last year that worked so closely with children's ministry and she's going off to JBU and is a kinsman student there and, and does like part-time work even in a church down there. And it's like, I hope you outgrow me. Yeah. I hope you do. And it's in a, in a good, healthy thing. Like he could have taken that and been like, praise God. Praise God glory. that someone is coming. And, and that we, it's going to, it's going to yeah. be even better than what it is now. But instead we get to David and he's praised for his victories and he immediately goes into jealousy. Yeah. And thinks I'm not the better one. Like you, why do you have to be the best? It's a pride thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> well, I was, was going to... Oh, go ahead, John. Well, I was just thinking, I know that Saul, the kingship being removed from him and being given to David was a result of Saul's sins against God. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's not quite the same, but I, I think of like when we're doing ministry, for example, it's the one that we're all part of and things change, roles shift, and it's like, there's a change of seasons that happens mm. and we can, we can either do one of two things. We can either desperately cling to what we had and try to hold on to it as it's, as the rest of everybody else is moving on. Um, or we can just keep looking to what's next, what's yeah. next, what's next. I can't wait to get to this, 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 and just what you're doing currently now just kind of withers and dies because you're so focused on what's, what's coming. It's not quite the same because I understand Saul is, Right. He had a part in, in he had a part in this. Yeah. yeah. But But yeah, it's it's he he just didn't want to let it go. He had to be the best. He's the king. He's yeah. The other thing that I think is so interesting is that Saul loved David. David. Yes. Right. It wasn't all there wasn't always an animosity. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's such a danger to us. I think like you, like Kay and I, we have such a close relationship. My husband and I, I mean, people get jealous of their spouses. And oh, yeah. I think if we're not, it's like you love somebody to a point and then all of a sudden, once they threaten your kingdom, yeah, you know, once you feel like they're encroaching on oh, yeah. what should be your throne, then oh, it becomes yeah. this place of unhealthy and you have such a, a risk for it getting toxic. Toxic. Yeah. yeah. I was literally just thinking of like, okay, just physically just spoke about like if Bianca, you know, somebody better than me takes sure. over kids, men. And it's like, what if 
let's go there in my brain. What if Bianca comes back from school and she's just like super kids men and way better than me? Do I think I'll have the same response then? Yeah. If I'm not in God's word and, and like right, firm in his right. identity of if me. If you're being rebellious during right? that season. Yeah. yeah. How icky could it get? You're not going to feel well, good about it. I speak Jesus name over the situation. <laughs> like, it's so easy to see how Saul got there though. Yeah. Like yeah. he's. He's the bad guy, but is he a bad guy? <laughs> well, and is that that black and white? It's not, and and I think even you know I didn't I don't I don't know if I'm gonna say this in the message because my message wasn't all the way done prior to recording this, but so in the Old Testament the Holy Spirit came upon people, but the Holy Spirit would leave; it wouldn't always stay. Well, Saul gets the Holy Spirit, and then it. The Holy Spirit leaves Saul because of his rebellion. He gets tormented by an evil spirit from the Lord. I totally, I touched on that in the message. But then he does have the spirit of God return to him later. And I feel like that is just so real that we don't here in the New Testament, you know, after Christ, we don't lose the Holy Spirit. But how easy is it for us to walk in a season where we are in step with the spirit versus quenching the spirit? So even though we don't lose him, we are not actively living in the power and the authority that he has. And I'm like, yeah, that is so like. That so is so, that's so humanity and so yeah. relatable. And I've had seasons in my own life where I can yeah. look back and go, I was not act, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit during that time. And I love that you talk about, um, you touched on it of God sent from God, this evil spirit. And we had kind of talked about like, okay, let's unpack that yeah. for someone, anyone. I definitely think of someone that like maybe is newer to faith And it's like, wait, why would God do something evil? Why would God send something evil? Did God create evil? Like, is God evil? Is God evil? Yeah. You know, and we kind of talked about it a little bit. And that's a really big, heady, deep conversation. And it's so important because how you answer that question ultimately shapes your view on who God is. Yeah. Um, I think I can have permission to say this because I won't like give her name or her situation or anything, but. Um, and I really, I think this is true of a lot of people with trauma, but she, she was just working through a past where it's like, I don't know how God allowed that. I don't know how, I don't know how God, like why God had chose that for me or whatever. And I remember asking her, did God create it or did he allow it? And she said that was such a powerful um, mm. breakthrough for her. Bec- and I think that same thing is true here in this yeah. story. Is God the author of evil? Because if God is the author of evil, if God does evil deeds, then he is not holy and then he is not good. Right. And so it, it, it is very deeply connected to who he is. Yeah. But if he allowed it, yeah. if he used it, yes. then we have to, we still have to wrestle with that and rationalize that in our yeah. thinking of who he is. There's a really good book that I have. It's a reference book, but it was also fun to read. It was Navigating Through Tough Texts, and I can't remember oh, the yeah. author. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and it talks about, when in that book, it talks about some of these texts of where it's like Satan and God working together. We see that in Job. Sure. We see that, you know, mm-hmm. in these texts of like God sent from God an evil spirit. And um, there is a Roman text that I happened to come across this morning. And I just really affirm you, Jennifer, of like where you went with this. It cut, cut, we'd had a little conversations here and there when I was like, how's it going? And you'd say something like, no way, <laughs> no way. It's yeah, coming out all over the, the place. And I just love how it does that. Um, but there was a Romans text that I came across that was saying like, everything comes from God um, and everything is under God's power. Everything in creation is under God's power or within his power or something like that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But the point of it was like, everything comes from God. It was like everything. Okay, so what is that word? What does it really mean? What does everything mean? Does that mean evil comes from God? Because that's hard, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. So I looked it up, like the Greek word there, it was like all and everything. But then it was like, you got to dig a little deeper of like, okay, what's the context that it's used? And like, what does it really mean? Uh And it was like the context that this all word, I don't know how to say the Greek. Earlier you called it like, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, in totality. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It was like, it's it's in totality it's a process or a wholeness a, a section in totality so it's like all things come from god meaning that god created oops sorry i hit the mic god created everything and then 
the result of that creation is from God because he original, he's the original creator. Like, so humanity was created by God and we, the result of our choices and decisions, because he gave us full free will to choose him or not, we chose not and brought sin and death into the world. Right. And then, you know, we were talking about like evil spirits, heavenly hosts, angels, things like that in rebellion. Sure that as they are created, they don't have the same kind of free spirit or free will that we do to be able to choose and be saved by Christ, right? right? They don't get salvation. They don't get to choose that anymore. But when they are no longer with God, they are in rebellion of God and therefore have to be opposite Opposite. of God. If God is good, God is love. God is all these fruit of the spirit. God is those things. Yeah. God is holy. The opposite of the lack of holiness is evil. Lack of light is darkness. Yes. It is not its own thing. Darkness isn't a tangible thing like light is. It's a lack of light, you know, and talking about like, that's a hard, hard thing to say of like, does God create evil? Does God cause evil? No, creation does. And God is the creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing. And I, really is. I, I had to imagine. Sorry, we were going to say something. No, no, no. I just was going to say, I mean, when we spend time looking at the father's heart, it just has to absolutely break his heart that that's yeah. our experience here on earth. Yes. That something that he didn't initially create yes. is now evidenced in the world and has such effects on the world. And there's so much suffering because yeah. of that. Um, even just look at the things that humanity creates. Like we have a lot of inventors and creators in the world and how easily community and society can take something that was created for good. And now you've just, you've twisted that. You've ruined that. That's a lot of fun science fiction stories that I read. It's like, we just created this world changing device or technology or whatever. Should we have created it? It's like, (laughs) absolutely we should have, but it's going to be used horribly yeah. In effect, I, yeah. yeah i even think of like society of like um social media we have yeah. facebook if you ever seen the social network it's a really good art wait no the social dilemma that's what it is yeah it's a really good documentary and it talks about how the facebook like button was designed to bring more positivity to uh-huh. social media and now yep. it's something that perpetuates you know, anxiety and narcissism of collecting when you don't have the mm-hmm. likes. Yeah. Right. And it's, it got so twisted. Yeah. And so going from there, speaking of being twisted in the lies of Satan, you did a really great job in future you of, <laughs> of structuring and doing all this reworking of, you know, the, by the way, people pray for your leaders and preachers and teachers, because a lot of time and effort and faithfulness um, goes into it and they are, they too are being spiritually attacked while trying to give you tactics to fight spiritual warfare. Yeah. And so just be, be, be praying for them because there's a lot to do. And you do a really great job of breaking down all the ways that Satan tries to his tactics, his battle tactics. His battles, like we use yeah. those words of like mm-hmm. battle and warfare, you know, mm-hmm. um, let it, you know, I, what is one of the ways that like Satan makes you question? Um, you had a really cool phrase that you used straight from Genesis. And I was like, girls, that's yeah. Genesis. He's the, what I said was he's the ultimate, ultimate. Did God really say? Yeah. Like uh-huh. that's kind of like his, his go-to MO and um, really with any of these, I think you can, I think you can probably say that. Did God really say that yeah. your sins are covered? Yes. That that's past sin of yours is really that you're really free from that. Did God really say to go and be a missionary over here or to go love this person? It's really hard and uncomfortable. That seems t- like a, it's going to be hot be, there. He doesn't you know? want to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Did God really say that he loves you and you're chosen? And so it doesn't really matter if uh, other people, how, how you compare to them, because I mean, did God mm-hmm. really say that that's who you are, that that's your identity? So I, he's always just ca- and it's interesting, I didn't finish that thought there, but it's always, it's interesting that um, we do see words of spiritual warfare spoken back in the garden. Yeah. That, that did he really say, that's what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's spiritual warfare. And unfortunately, Adam and Eve didn't know how to battle it. And it, yeah, yeah. and it isn't warfare like, I think I said this before, but it's, it isn't warfare like I would think of it, like 
a full out frontal assault with yeah. swords and shields and armor and everything. It was just a question. Yeah. Yeah. Did that really happen? It's almost more like a poisoning. Uh, yeah. Do you ever like yeah. watch the like true crime where it's like the <laughs> oh. wife poisoned the husband over 22 years and finally, oh, wow. you know, it's like yeah. some terrible story. Sure. That's kind of what Satan does. Uh-huh. It's really just, it, it's you don't, what you're expecting. it's sneaky. Yeah. It, yep. it, it doesn't taste bad initially. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really even do much the first time. Yeah. Sometimes it does. I understand. Like sometimes there are things that are just like, whoa, but most of the time it's just, just enough. So innocent. Isn't it yep. crazy? It's not like Satan didn't say God's lying to you. Yeah. Right. He didn't say a flat out lie. All he had to do was twist the truth. Right. And it's like, wow, because you're not, ex- you're, ex- I'm expecting a lie. If Jennifer, you looked at me and you said, the sky is green and the grass is blue. I'd be like, that's obviously untrue. That's a lie. <laughs> but if you said, actually, the sky is more of a fuchsia, I'd be like, well, what is fuchsia? Is yeah. that what color? Yeah. Is that what the color is? Did I, mean, it, I guess is it that could really be sometimes, it maybe. Or it's know. just twisting the truth enough where it's like, I'm not expecting that. And I have to actually look at it as if it were true. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so powerful and dangerous and destructive is that then we can twist that without the help of the enemy. Amen. (laughs) We can twist it. And now we've just spoken out or like, you know, out of us becomes this other new lie, this other new manifestation over someone else or over even ourselves. Like, I think sometimes some of the things we say, like some of the things that people say to us, we don't, it doesn't do much. It just initially, it's yeah. just that then once it gets there, we do the work, we do yeah. the spinning of it. Right. And now it's even like, now we've just made a whole different yeah. situation. What's, I don't know the, I don't know the address, but I know who lives there when it says like, don't let your, don't go to bed angry. Like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You know, don't, don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give it a foothold. Cause that's what it is. It's like, He's not, he's, he's just like planting little seeds yeah. here and there. Like the little lies of something that someone spoke over me. Sure. Whatever you can say and think what you want. But then next time I'm in that situation and I think, well, maybe they were right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, you know, you think once you're, once it's brought to your attention, you're looking for it, you see it and you're like, well, maybe it is true. Maybe yeah. God didn't say that. And especially did. if you have multiple people say it. Yes. So like and we see oh. David's, we see David and he kind of has, I mean, he has three people telling me he's too young. Yeah. And what's he supposed to do with that? I mean, yeah. one line you can go, I know what God says. Yeah. You know, all, but then when it's like, well, I'm now hearing it from multiple people. Yeah. Um, one of them is my brother, like yeah. that he he knows me best. One of them is the king who has who has had the spirit of God and has prophesied. Like you can, it just starts to become so real as truth. Then yeah. in those moments, and you think about too how how hard it would be then to be someone without a a truth giving, mm. life giving mm. Christian community to affirm you. Like you're hearing the positive truth about you. You know, the, the promises that God has spoken over you from your Christian community. And sure, you might have one or two people that will say this lie spoken over you in the world, but reverse that where it's like, now you're in the world where there's lies spoken over you every day, all the day. And you don't have anybody, anybody to redirect you. To redirect you. How yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think something else that you were talking about, about your small group is just like accountability. And I've talked about oh, confessional yeah. community so much because, see, we sometimes think that confession is about sin. No, confession. Yes, it is about that. But it is also so much more that I, if I just speak out loud. Yeah. That I'm that I had some people tell me that I'm too young to go into battle with yeah. this giant warrior is that true? Yeah. Like, no, it's not true. Here's what God's word says. Amen. And I speak into your life and I'm going to hold you accountable to believing that and to walking in that. Yeah. It's so much more than just bringing darkness into the light. I think it's important to have people around you who can speak into your life and like from your perspective, like going to seek counsel from people is a wise thing to do. Um, but I think it's also important that the people who are giving said wisdom or whatever uh, are getting it from 
God too. And they, cause none of us or nobody can, you know, speak entirely for God. Well, I'm not God. Right. You yeah. know, I'm not the Holy spirit. I think we can say that a lot. Um, we can offer our advice, our counsel, what, uh, what God is speaking to us. And oftentimes it happens to be like you, you were just talking about it, Jennifer, you'll say, Oh, I, I was reading this one thing and this is what I got from it. Kate goes, I was too yeah. in a completely different way. And that's kind of those little moments when you get that confirmation of God speaking to you and, and encouraging you in different ways. I, think it's, yeah. I love to like the visual of, you know, when the Holy Spirit's working in very similar ways and similar times to people that are in proximity, like uh, things that are moving in our church mm-hmm. where it's like, wow, I can, I can see it. And if you kind of try to zoom out and you see this, like the Holy Spirit's like networking is what I <laughs> like this web of networking that's happening. Or it's, it's almost like, like a, like bees when yeah, they're like, totally like bees. Yeah. totally. Where it's like, wow, we've got like hive mind collective because we're, if we're doing our best to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and to be obedient to what, you know, his good and perfect will is until the day of Christ comes, you know, that he's going to continue to work in us. If we're doing our best in that, we're going to be on the same page more often than not, which is so hope giving. (laughs) Absolutely. And just to know that you're not alone, I think is just like, oh, that's so refreshing that you're getting the same, you know, that the spirit's doing the same thing in your life and that I'm not alone in that. It feels like a win. Yeah, absolutely. In a world of a lot of losses, it feels like a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And speaking of wins, how how did you feel like as you were, were this is pre-recorded and you're you're doing this message and you're talking about these lies spoken over us and then we go out and then we speak lies to others you know like we've heard that phrase hurt people hurt yeah. people but we don't even realize how deep this really goes for Saul and then you even like you didn't get there yet in our sermon read through but you're like even what David does like it's that generational sin yeah. Yeah. But in a different context. Yeah. So if, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'll say this, so I'll just <laughs> share it right now. Um, we see Saul tried to kill David by sending him into the military, you know, into war in the military, assuming that the enemy will kill him off there. You want to know exactly what David did? Did he send with Bathsheba? Like that's what he did. He sent him off to war to go fight. And it looked you know, like a big hero story. Yeah. He he was intending on murdering him. And so it's just so interesting. I mean, that's a, I'm sorry, but that's oddly specific. Yeah. That's an oddly specific thing to have happened twice. Like it happens to me and then I go do it. But we see that we see that. And I do think we know that a lot of victims victimize like that. that, I mean, those are things that happen. And so if we aren't aware of how that got into us, how that affected us, got into our mind, we will so easily pour that out of us to others without even knowing. Yes. And the others might be ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's like a, a lie spoken. I love that you, in the sermon read through, like I said, this pre-recorded, but you know, you have us think of what's the worst thing that someone said to you. And I like that you gave the freedom of like, okay, this might've been hard for you to think of right away. Cause you know, I feel like I have pretty tough skin in certain circumstances. So I'm trying to think of like the worst thing yeah. I had a like grade school bully. Yeah. Did that really bother me? It might've been the quote unquote worst thing, like the meanest thing. But then it was like, okay, I'm sitting there thinking as you're going, like it might've taken you a minute, but you know, what did, what did they say? How did you feel? Like you had us go through those questions and it was like, okay, it was actually probably somebody that I look up to and they said something without even realizing yeah. that it said a lie that I don't even know where that one came from. But it was like that affirming, like hearing it from multiple people. And it was like, not you, not you can think that. That was probably like the hardest mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. whoa, this has to be true then. This thing that like, maybe I was fighting for so long. I thought like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. And it's like, oh wait, if you think that, mm-hmm. Whoa, it must be true of me then. Yeah. Whoa. Sim- that's heartbreaking. I had a similar but completely opposite oh, reaction. Oh, very, very much like John and I. <laughs> similar but completely opposite. <laughs> to that question. Well, like the question of what's the worst thing somebody said to you. And I, I was like, I, I'm sure there was some bad things 
said to me and spoken over to me, spoken over me, uh, but I forgot them. <laughs> I have, I have, they're, they're not in my memory because I've just putting Pushed them away down. on the shelf and yeah. I'm like, I don't remember if there was anything that bothered me. But yeah, it's, it isn't, it isn't often the random strangers that uh, affect us too much. It's no. the people that uh, you can look up to. And you talk about yeah, that in your message. Yeah. Those, are, yeah. those are also the people who can really speak into they your life and be, and be like, no, this is something that you're struggling with and I can see that. And right. you refuse to acknowledge it and I'm going to bring it to the light. Which I believe was your last message that you uh-huh. gave Zion was yeah. talking about um, such power under such control. Yeah. 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 But it can go the other way too, where somebody says something flippantly or yeah. in a moment of anger or bitterness or jealousy or whatever, and it just hits right in yeah. the gut. What about my, you, Jennifer? Um, well, hold on. I will yeah, answer. No, ahead, but I was continue. just going to say my prayer for Sunday. Again, this is pre-recorded. My prayer for Sunday is that. I, I don't anticipate a lot of people will be able to think it on the spot. Some might. Mm-hmm. If you have a wound, it's going to come up right away. Yeah. Um, but some people have done the hard work of forgiveness and of, of looking at those things. And, and so those, or pushing them aside. Uh, I'm not saying yeah. that's healthy, but some that yeah. will have been some people's response. And so people won't. But my hope is I've given enough practical examples that as I'm going through the message, you get, if the spirit wants to do something, you kind of get a, a tinge. Like you kind of get... Yeah stung a little bit and that one you go oh yep and more so i'm i'm more so wanting to see the people acknowledge that they've participated in warfare as well through the thing that first started with them so i'm i'm hoping that's kind of where i'm going um you know for me (laughs) i think one of the hardest things I mean, I've shared this before, um, but I think one of the hardest things for me is just my calling and just really, truly believing that I'm called. And and I'm not going to shame anybody. I'm not going to call anybody out, but there's someone very close to me that loves me um, dearly. But sometimes I feel unsupported. Mm. And when I feel unsupported, that just feeds that lie. Yeah. And I don't even know where that initial lie came from, right? right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. I think I, I could have been from myself. Yeah. Like, it could have just been from when myself. When did the truth get twisted? Yeah, I, no I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but every time it kind of just hits on that of like, and then I have to do the work again. You know, yeah. and I have to go back through it and go, what is true? What has God, what has, what has God really said? Yeah. And um, so. And yeah. thank God that we do have his scripture and his us. spirit and his spirit. And you talk have, about that, the yeah. logos and the rhema. Yeah. Or even just the power of the word, like yeah. the word, like we want to be a church of the word and a church of the spirit. And yeah. those two things together, if we can somehow equalize those, that's going to be a powerful movement in Zion. But I mean, this scripture say the Holy spirit's our advocate. He's our guide. He's our counselor. Yeah. And so, I mean, just even the, the helper, yeah, just even the fact that I have someone who's never going to leave me yeah. and who in those moments when I am hurt or triggered, yeah. I think triggered is a funny word, but actually I kind of like it because it's like, oh, that's exactly what happened. I pushed a button yeah. and now I'm mm-hmm. explosive who is there with me in those moments when I don't maybe even want to tell anybody else. Yeah. When I don't want to confess that out to the to the light um, who is working that through with me. You know, and I just want to bring it up a little bit because this can be such a heavy topic. Yeah. And I did appreciate how funny I told you right away. I was like, this is funny. You were funny <laughs> in the beginning. I like that you poked at Pastor Derek. I like that you gave us the big switch of the Jonah and the big fish. You know, like I liked it. I thought it was funny. So I, you know, let's combat that, you know, the worst thing someone said, the worst lie. What's, What's one the, of the best, best thing? thing? I know. What's one of the best things yeah. that you've heard from someone? Mm. One of the most affirming things. Right. Maybe. I mean, this is going to be cliche, but the best things that have been said over us, Jesus said over us. Amen. And so. um, That's true. Yep. For me, like, I don't know. I just love, like, uh, I think it's Colossians 3.12. I'm chosen, holy, and dearly loved. Like, I think that's one that I go to pretty regularly because those three words together, like, if you break them down, really communicate a lot. And I know I didn't get there in sermon read-through, but I think First uh, Peter 2.9 is going to bring freedom to some people who need to hear that 
the truth has been spoken over you. Yeah. Yeah. The truth, like the truth has already been declared. There's already victory in the words that have been said over you and all the other stuff has been nailed to the cross. And so I think, yeah, I'm hoping God does something cool with that. Cool. But if you want me to, I will also, you guys go, uh, but I will also think about a person. Also think about a person. I like that you answered with scripture first. Yeah, a little bit better than what I came up with. A little bit more, a little more holy than uh, what I got. And chosen and dearly loved. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I was, my immediate thought was, I remember when I worked at uh, Inspiration Point Christian Camp and Retreat Center. Shout out. Yeah, I was counselor there. I didn't know if you knew that or not. tell me more. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, We did a, we did a thing where we would, uh, have notes of encouragement that we could write to other staff members and just we each had a box and we could just slide it in there um if we saw somebody doing something really great or wanted to encourage people and uh i was i think i was on a day camp so i wasn't at the camp itself but i was at a nearby church um when we got back the people i went with i got no less than three or four of these notes that all said i really appreciated your patience dealing with the kids i had a lot of kids that week and they were just off the wall but i really appreciated your patience patience and i was like huh i didn't i didn't hadn't really realized that i had that sort of temperament or that people noticed that it's such cool. a Y'all, passive thing it's like a superpower john's patience <laughs> but I, I that was just one thing that that's so special yeah i i was like oh because before, before when I was starting out, it was kind of like seeing all these people, counselors who had been there for four, five, six, seven summers, ten summers, and I'm like, how I don't, what do they, what do I have to offer? You know, they've all got these really good they qualities. They got it down, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, I can have that. <laughs> I can take that. That's a patience. good one. I think that. I am so, so very blessed to have so many people, mentors and fellow disciples that have walked alongside me or just before me that have spoken incredible encouragements over my life. I'm so blessed. And it's actually like too blessed. No, just kidding. It's hard for me to think of like just one and just like there's definitely like a general overarching, like just like when it's like multiple people can affirm a lie multiple people that affirm that truth. It's like, wow, to hear over and over again that like, I was good at kids ministry. And like, wow, that was Mm -hmm. really great job. Like, you know, even asking like, how'd you think of that? Or like, you know, what'd you do? And it was like, man, that was just the Holy Spirit. And like, wow, that's a skill, man. That's a gift of like being like, oh wait, I have gifts from God that Mm -hmm. I can use. Mm -hmm. Like that general overarching, but just recently, a very kind and wonderful man. I don't know if he listens to this, Gary Lowe's. Is just super cool, and I get there at 7 a.m. at the park because I like to show up really early for things because I don't like to panic. If like I don't, if something goes wrong, I get there really early, get all my stuff done, Mm -hmm. and so I get there with the like setup crew that are there really early too. Shout out to you guys! Shout out to Mm -hmm. yeah, they are incredible. It's Gary and uh, Don Hardy, and just like yeah, good group of guys, old older gentlemen that are like my dad's age, right? Like just great. And I'm setting up the kids' tent, and I was just kind of, like, anxiously saying, oh, I hope, like, people are liking this, because I'm trying something new, and I'm just kind of like, well, I feel like God is saying that this is what I could be and should be doing, and I'm trying it. Like, I hope it's going good. And he, like, looked me dead in the face, and he said, Kate, you did an incredible job. You're a great leader. I've never felt like Mm. that before. And I felt so puffed up and, like, so affirmed in my calling of, like, my whole life, I felt like I've tried to be a really good sidekick. Mm. I am a good, I'm an excellent sidekick, you guys. Like, my Enneagram number is the two, the helper. I like to be naturally encouraging and affirming. You know, I like supporting people to make people their, up, yeah. yeah, push Elevate people. I, I'm a hype person by nature. Yeah. But I think secretly, I'd love to be a main character. Like, mm-hmm. if that makes, like that's the lie. Right. The two is the pride. And so, like, he fed a really healthy part of my pride. Like, mm. no, you can be proud of your hard work Absolutely, yeah. without being prideful. And, and so it was just so of, specific. And of growth. Yeah. It actually takes a lot of growth to be from the sidekick to the leader. Yeah. It does. So yeah. It, was just really, it was just really affirming. Cool. Like, shout out to that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I've had some people, I've, I've had 
quite a few people say this to me. You're a really good mom. And that means a lot because often I feel like they're the last, you know, like the last thing that I give my time or attention to. But like my little Kylie, she is such an encourager. And I think she like, she, I don't know. She's got an anointing on her life, I think. But um, even when I get mad at her and respond in a way that I probably shouldn't respond. Like the other night I literally was like, we are not doing this anymore. Like we are never going back to like, mm. we, this could never happen again. And at the end of the night, mom, you're such a good mom. And it's yeah. just like <laughs> melts my heart. So yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're coming up on our time here and you know, you, you're giving us this tactics and these lies and these diversion battles that are happening from mm -hmm. Satan and ourselves. Honestly, we don't help ourselves very often. We have, thank God, the Holy spirit to help us, you know, these lies spoken over us that we speak to others. And we kind of talked in the sermon read through about when people give us lies and then we allow every thought to be taken captive and those lies to be affirmed of, of truth from Christ, right? Like of how Christ can redeem that lie. And then what happens? What do you get to go do? You get to go and speak truth to others. Mm -hmm. You know, you break that cycle. You, you have victory already. We were talking about like, I don't remember the text and I could be missing it up, but like taking the victory mm. cape from all of these battles and praising God and remembering like, no, you've already got victory. And then when you go into the throne room of God and you see his cape of every sin, every, you know, shameful word, everything that's ever been, it's already done. It's on his cape. He's got it. He's redeemed it. And he's still victorious no matter what. He's the constant, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what do you, what do you leave us with? You know, like what's, if there's nothing else somebody gets from like, okay, we get it. People speak lies to us and then we go and do it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, woe is me. Oh, um, what's, but, what's the Christ says, but? Mm. Um, I feel like I had a really good thing and it's gone. Oh no. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate that. That's the worst. I was, Here's the th oh, oh, go for it. Go I was just it. gonna say the cross has the final say. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, no matter what is said into you or out of you, the cross has the final say. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about the power of words, you know, and we were talking about um like those things that we keep secret and like mm -hmm. confession and confessional community, how important that is of like everything will be brought to the light yeah everything will be and it's like how and i was sending i sent you a message we had a conversation about it and i found the text and i just happened to come across it <laughs> i swear i wasn't looking for it i came across and i was like no way and i said confessed or exposed yeah and it's like christ has the final say the cross has the final say that he says i am enough for you in your weakness i am I am strong, my glory, because in the end, we win. We. Yeah. I know that the fact that he shares that victory cape with us right. is such a cool. Like, yeah. I'm so not worthy. I know. Right, well, and yeah. I even think even beyond that, like the fact that God is so gracious and good that we can break lies. Yeah. And we can break strongholds and we can have new truths and we can pour out new truths and we can be the mouthpieces of God to yeah. somebody else who needs that. Like those, that's redemption. Yeah. The enemy thinks that he can get us to believe, like believe in that these words will do something. But in the end, the cross has the final say. That's right. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if, like how easily we, we relate to Saul? And we know the end of his story. It's not good. It's not good. It's not yeah. good. He did not finish strong, you guys. <laughs> it's sad. Yep. You know, and what what Christ does for us mm. is he gives us a different end to the story. Amen. All right. Plot Absolutely. twist. Plot twist. Okay, with that, 
We just want to thank you for listening. If you've liked this, um, if you had things you wanted to share or something that you want us to share next time, you want to shout out, leave a like, comment, follow us. Um, make sure you go on to Apple Music and anywhere else you listen to this podcast and uh, give us some encouraging words because we know how much words matter um, and how mm -hmm. powerful they can be. So with that, my name is Kate. I'm John. Jennifer, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Breakdown, a Zion podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, and check out the Zion app. Share this episode with your friends so they can tune in as well. We'll be back next Wednesday with another installment of the Breakthrough Breakdown.